was about bringing up controversial subjects and a series of quests for strange horrors. It feels good. Guidance is internal. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity. Do not think there are things in this universe which you cannot understand and which are true. No one ever thinks it will happen to them. Least of all anyone who actually wants it to happen to them. Of course I'm talking about UFO sightings, but it could apply to anything fun. Ghost encounters, surprise parties, or randomly bumping into Scarlett Johansson and realizing that she's actually just a down-to-earth person and not the bloodthirsty Cenobite you dreamt of that one time you were high on ceremonial Yakai peyote. But I digress. Tonight, we're investigating the show's second eyewitness UFO encounter. And because strange is our particular cup of tea, we'll be double-dosing with tales of shotgun battles between a lunatic and telepathic aliens, Soviet ESP experiments, and eyes-wide-shut Republican sex cults. We'll cover that in our What in the Weird segment in the second half of the show. With that, welcome to Far Off Topic. I'm your host, Fiasco Jones. And because someone told him that this is where you line up for free rib meat, I'm joined by Stephen Jackson, a.k.a. Jax, a.k.a. Mr. Glasses. Hey, Did you guess like- what? What? I cooked ribs today. Well, <laughs> look at that, see? I- <laughs> ten, t- ten pounds of ribs needed two grills. Okay, I don't know why you need that many ribs. Uh, I was sh- sharing it with some folks, but you know, I, oh, okay. I cooked a lot of gri- ribs today. All right, that's see, hilarious. I know. See, and I literally changed that today. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, we did not. We did not discuss the open, so that's completely random. Oh yes, yeah, so now these are all done before. I without never it, without input. the opens before. Uh, they're red. Yeah. So. There you go. See, look at that. It's like I. It's like That's I knew. how the ribs are made, right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little behind the scenes, right there. <laughs> yeah, surprise, surprise! I do it all myself. <laughs> yep, he does. He really does. All right, and with that, Jax. Well, wait, shouldn't we address the the uh, elephant in the room? The the, the missing. Oh yeah, element? you're right. Are we missing? Some? I I didn't even notice. Yeah. I didn't even notice the yeah. uh, the silence, the deafening right. silence. Uh, what, what's, what, what, what do you know? What's going on here? Uh, Tiwi's apparently watching her stories. Was that what I saw? <laughs> I do the believe text? that's what she sent us on the, uh, the, uh, the, the team chat, whatever you call that thing. Uh, yeah. The internet that, thing. The internet the, thing. The yes. Uh, the thing that we communicate with, uh, before shows. Um, yes, she brazenly just said, uh, we asked, uh, are you gonna, you gonna step up on this one? And she said, no, I'm in bed watching my stories. So that, that's the level of dedication we we, yeah. we foster here at the show. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Thanks, Tiwi, by the way. Hopefully you listen to this. I also found out that she doesn't really even listen to the shows. She said she like listened to the first the shows for the first time uh two days ago. So <laughs> All right. Wow. So again, again, just pride of ownership. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> All right. Uh with that, Jax. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Last Week in Multiple Choice. Here's how the show works. I will be asking the contestants a series of multiple choice questions about things that happened in the week prior or weeks prior. Correct answers will earn a reward, while incorrect answers will incur a punishment. As always, the listening audience is encouraged to play along using the home version of the game. 
All right, Jax, are you ready for the first question? Always. All right. Let's do this. Here we go. What is pig butchering? Is it A, an unconscionable new sex trick popularized on TikTok, the Ukrainian codename for when soldiers destroy Russian takes using javelins, the latest cryptocurrency scam, or D, when you slaughter a pig? Uh, I want to lean towards D, but I know that that's really, really boring. Um, but I do know the, I think I know the answer to this. Oh. Um, I do know the answer to this, I think. Is it the cryptocurrency scam? See? Oh, look at you. Pig butchering is the cryptocurrency version of catfishing. But instead of spending years flirting with a 50-year-old trucker from Michigan, you get robbed of your life savings. Uh, so this is how the scheme works. Obviously, it starts with thirsty folks getting up online after gaining the Mark's trust through flirting and empty promises, the fraudster introduces crypto, you know, naturally slides that into the relationship, um, which should, should be a red flag if you're just talking about, like, let's get mm-hmm. let's get on. And then she starts saying, hey, by the way, have you seen how uh, Bitcoin's doing these days? So then the fraudster, posing as a successful crypto trader, offers to show the victim how to invest their money for fast, low-risk gains. From here, the scammer helps the victim buy cryptocurrency on a legitimate side like site like Coinbase and provides instructions for transferring it to a fake cryptocurrency exchange. Yeah, you could like easily just this is such an easy scam now that you like think about it because you could just easily be like, yeah, just send your crypto here and you'll. Be great, and it's just you're sending it right to my wallet. Right, good job. And, and uh, obviously, so the 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 person keeps sending their money regularly, coaxed by the their their little online paramour. The scam ends when you run out of money, or at mm-hmm. any point when you say, "Hey, uh, I want to now sell high," and you can't, <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh yeah, it's all gone." What I can't figure out though is why is it called pig butchering? I didn't find anywhere. Why, how they explain that? No idea. Yeah, I feel like I came up with better definitions of pig butchering. Um, Absolutely. I think the Ukrainians using it, it's calling it's pig butchering when you blow up a Russian tank with a javelin. Sounds like that should be what pig butchering is or a disgusting Absolutely. sex position or trick. Right. So. Or butchering a pig. Yeah, or butchering a pig. Yes. So, Jax, for your correct answer, uh-huh. you get four points. Awesome. There it is. Thank you. You get four points. All right. All right. Thank you. Next question. What do cheap fakes have to do with selling insurance? A, cheap fakes are tools that help insurance companies spy on consumers. B, it's an unsophisticated technique used to make Joe Biden appear to sell insurance. C, when insurance fraudsters are able to get a payout from the insurance company, it's known as a cheap fake. Or lastly, D, it's what the CEO of Aflac called pictures of him pig butchering a prostitute after the photos were leaked to the public. What's your answer, Jax? Oh, uh, man. It's got to be C, right? C. Really? Yeah. Sadly, it is an unsophisticated technique used to make Joe Biden appear to sell insurance. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> so over the last week, a mysterious Facebook page called Homes Panel spent over $80,000 on ads, making it, of course, the 14th highest political spender over that time period. Their ad showed uh, Biden promoting a way to save more money on car insurance. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and apparently it was like it, it's called, they called a cheap fake because the ad was so horribly done and almost like intentionally badly done. Um, I'm yeah. sure because they didn't want to. It, that had to be part of the, the the charm of the video. Is that like only the really really dumb are gonna get are gonna fall for the fact that this very poorly uh, faked Joe Biden lip sync thing is a genuine article. So that it was called a cheap fake. And uh, because you failed, uh, you will now be struck in the back of the neck by your spouse. There you go. <laughs> That's your punishment. I wish you just. Right. I wish he was there to come in there. Just like psh, that would add to the uh, the immersion of the game. It would. It would. <laughs> Next question: Which celebrity has publicly revealed that they've been astral projecting since they were a child? Is it A, Steve Carell, B, Milana Vintrube, a.k.a. the AT&T spokesperson, B, Olivia Ortega, or D, Robbie Williams? Uh, boy, I haven't heard about Robbie Williams in ages, so I'm going to say Robbie Williams. Damn! What? <laughs> oh, I just pulled that one out of my head. <laughs> You really did. I was like, come on, man. I even added, I feel like the other ones were, especially where I said, AKA the AT&T spokesperson, uh, that would have, you know, led you astray. Cause like, why would you say that's about the person? Cause you're really trying to, uh, whatever. I just cast that away immediately. Who's going to listen to that guy? <laughs> right. So singer Robbie Williams believes he could astral project his soul as a child and leave his body. He said, my first memory of being a child, we lived in a pub until I was four years old. So I can differentiate when my memory started. My first memory mm. is astral uh, projecting in a dream state, floating off around the town. That's my first memory. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it is his first memory. But, like, that doesn't mean he can do it, but I'm sure it's his first memory. Right. And, uh, you know, I feel like with, a couple weeks ago or last show, one of the shows, I think I cut it out. <laughs> but you, you, the two of you were talking about astral projecting. I thought this was very timely, uh, huh. at least for the show. And no one else is going to find that very interesting because it's like I think again I cut it out, so it's it has yeah, to, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the I, charm of the show. It is, yeah, very charming show. <laughs> the <laughs> things the things that happen and you never hear, but that get referenced nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, real crack operation. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why we're busting into the the, the top ten rankings. Absolutely. Um, consistency and just really knowing what the, the the listener wants to hear. So you are rewarded one sharp pinch on the rump by a 1950s era male workplace sexual harasser. So there you go. Nice. Yes. There's nothing more wholesome than having a good 1950s era workplace harasser just pinch you right on the rump for doing a good job. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's wholesome. It is. With that, the next question. Why is the named Swift Tuttle the scariest name on the planet? A, it's the name of the deadliest class of ballistic missile. Two, it's the name of the latest new dance craze from the Beach Kids. Three, it's the name of the deadliest comet in our solar system. Or D, because it's the last thing he says before he kills you. Oh my! Uh, these are really good. These are really good uh, choices, by the way. You're welcome. I really have enjoyed them. <laughs> Can you read number two again? I guess it would be B. Uh, 
And you know what? I'm now realizing that I, I think I, they're not called the Beach Kids. Hold on. The Beach Island Boys. That's what they're called. The Beach Island Boys. Hey, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new, oh. <laughs> it, it's, B is, it's the name of the latest new dance craze from the Beach Island Boys. I, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. That's a I'm I'm really showing a lot about my uh, pop culture, but that's a real group, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> as far hilarious. as I know, I don't I don't know what you call it. it's real. They they exist. Yeah. Um. Well, the answer is going to be C. It is the uh, the comet. Oh, is it Jax? Is it? Yeah, it is. I think. Oh, nailed it. Yeah. yeah, it's a comet. Uh we're all gonna die. I don't know if everybody knew that, but is this something you just knew or did you also yeah. is this a Robbie Williams thing? No, I knew it. You actually the, the name Swift Tuttle is like, oh yeah, that. Uh so like when I didn't know Swift Tuttle and then you said the comet answer, and that was when I was like, Oh yeah, it's that comet. Mm, all right. Because it's named after Swift and Tuttle, right? Because <laughs> they uh discovered it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. So, Comet Swift Tuttle is much faster moving and much more massive, and passes much closer to Earth than almost any other known asteroid or comet. If it gets just the wrong gravitational kick from an object like Jupiter, it could strike Earth, which would release more than two dozen times the amount of energy of the legendary—I don't know how you pronounce this or say this—the KPG impactor. But it's like it's like KPIG. That's the way it's written, huh. like K slash PG, lowercase g, though. It's, to me, it sounds like K-Pig, whatever. The K-Pig yeah. impactor. It's the asteroid that uh, wiped out the dinosaurs. Um, and it's been called the deadliest uh, comet uh, in the world. It is it, It's coming back, though, right? It is. It is. I'm glad you said that, because I was curious, too. Like, how, how, how fucking scared should I be for this? Um, it's expected to come back uh, around four hundred, uh, the year four thousand four hundred seventy nine. So <laughs> there is another one. I thought it was coming back in like twenty fifty or something. So that's the thing. Uh, this one is often mistaken for another one called like Eros, um, something 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 that uh, comes around every one hundred thirteen years, but it's not as deadly. This is deadlier. And I'm sure that one's hmm. deadly too, uh, but just not in the same level, you know, hmm. not in the same level. Okay. So, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll be around in that. No, not for, uh, not for a good. 4,000. Not for Swift Tuttle. Not for Swift Tuttle. Maybe no. Eros or whichever one that other one's called. Um, yeah. And for winning, for, for getting that last one, uh, all your points will be converted to rubles. Oh, sweet. Yes. And they're back. Com- they're coming gonna... back. Sanctions aren't working. They are. Yeah, so yeah, this, that's, a, back. that's an actual, fine. yeah. If you had lost, all, oh, all your points would have been converted. So I have safe four minutes. rubles? Yeah, four rubles, yeah. And a pinch in the ass. Yeah. Yeah, so there you I go. I like that. Um, and But the winner, of course, of this show are the Doom and Gloomers because uh, Zelensky has said that we are already, that World War Three may have already started. So just think about that every time. You go to sleep at night. And here's the other thing, too. Yeah. I really actually think, I mean, he said that a couple weeks ago, but 
to, uh, last night or today, I read that the UN um, prosecutor or human rights prosecutor is saying that uh, Putin should be put on a like the international crime list, um, or like the Interpol list. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone is just really just rushing. Like like World War Three is inevitable at this point. Like there's a bunch of people who are just like filled with passion and want to do the quote unquote right thing. Like, let's just say the no fly zone. <laughs> those mm-hmm. are all, those mm-hmm. are all just doorways into world war three. Um, right. And there's just so many every other day. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, have you seen the pictures out of that town that they, uh, evacuated or I guess they left that the, 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 the Russians left. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's another one. Oh, the ones where they left all the dead bodies. The, yeah. the civilians? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that, yes. Number one, don't. Um, and then two, like, I don't see how we, I, I don't know. To me, it seems, to me, it seems like it's uh, getting to that point where some sort of Western intervention has to occur. Right. Because they're just, they're just killing civilians. Right, right. And it, it's, it's, it's essentially pulling on that that moral fiber of just war they're like oh do you really want to come in here trying to give us all the excuses in the world to start something up and it's like yeah you're just gonna have to turn off a lot of your your your, just just crack your moral compass (laughs) into a million pieces because it's gonna lead you into world war three because it's gonna be begging you just like oh you have to do something stop this right and who knows Uh, again the russians are just proving that they have evil's playbook and they're just going from one play to the next seeing what they can do and eventually you're right eventually they're going to they're going to play make the right play and get the whole world coming in and you know i don't know it's it's just it's just yeah it's a catch 22 it is and it's you know it's I, I, the only people who want it are those assholes in russia so which i still can't again it, it goes against kind of a rational foreign policy of like hey Stay rich. You know, it now it just it, it seems weirdly nihilistic and uh, right. irrational. That's what I, yeah, that's what I don't get. I mean, it's, it, it, everybody's doing pretty good right now. Like, economically, if you're, if you're, you know, in, in a capitalistic society, you're probably doing okay. Yes, not everybody. I mean, everybody, country-wise, not every individual. So, like, let's maybe just keep doing that. Right. Rather than be douchebags. And here's the thing, like, I don't know if it is that idea of uh, being pot committed or what, but at this point, if he just said, okay, Zelensky, this is Putin, and uh, I want you to basically cede your, all your claims to the your entire eastern stuff from the, the was it, I can't pronounce it, Dinpir River, east, and all of Crimea, that belongs to me now, um, you good? And I'll stop, I'll stop murdering folks. I bet at that point Zelensky was like, okay, fine, 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 and I'm sure there would be a referendum saying yes, okay, let's stop the let's stop the bloodshed, um, and Putin would be way ahead. He'd have the second largest natural gas reserve. Um, he'd have pretty much the entire coast um, down there in the Black Water or the Black Sea. So yeah, he'd be way ahead, and so it's like, okay, now you can stop, but he's not stopping. He says mm-hmm. he's going to stop, but he's just regrouping because he wants to go get it. He wants to go. He wants the whole thing. He has to have the whole thing. And it's just irrational at this point. The whole thing's irrational. But like we there's 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 a little 
off ramps here and there because it's not going it's not going perfectly for him. So like, just take the no. off ramp. And here's the thing: yeah. you know that take this off ramp, rebuild. If you want the rest of it, get it later. You know, get it later because you're also going to force him to do a neutrality pact. So he's not going to be able to, you know, build up anything, or he's not going to. NATO's not going to come defend him if we decide down the road to invade him. So it's like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, it seems crazy. It seems like uh, seems crazy. Yeah, World War Three yeah. is inevitable. We can't do anything to stop it. So, I guess uh, store your water and your beans, your legumes. Fucking store them up. That was an yep. un- unexpected rant, but that's this show's called Far Off Topic for a reason. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And with that, let's get on to our other things. I did something different here let's get to the meat of the show i promised uh, an eyewitness testimony oh yeah i forgot about that it was it two weeks ago you 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 reported onto the the group chat um that you saw some shit and at first i thought you were pulling my leg but it apparently weren't so from here on out you uh you tell me what happened all right so it was late it was late at night. So I live kind of like in the middle of nowhere. Um, lots of forest. Mm-hmm. Lots of forest. So picture this. Lots of forest. So like nearest neighbors, like maybe 200 yards away. But then from there, the nearest neighbor is probably a quarter mile. Um, so I was like getting ready for bed. And when you walk out of my bathroom my master bathroom into the master bedroom you're kind of looking east and there's a window directly like in your line of sight so I looked up and there was like so like imagine that there's like taillights almost from a car but then to the side of those taillights would be two would be an orange light on each side and then above them above those taillights directly above them would be orange lights Two, two orange lights. So four orange lights, two red lights. There is a road out there um, in that line of sight. But I thought that it was like bigger. You know, it seemed bigger than cars that I've seen on that road. And it's a pretty low traveled road. It's like our road to get out of our community. So I was kind of like, that's fucking weird. But but like at the same time, it also it, it isn't weird because there's a road out there. Mm hmm. So I just sort of like kept walking towards my bed, which is towards the the lights. And then they just sort of like swooped up and then just out of sight. So like they're there and then they just literally shoot into the sky. As in like straight up into the sky or to like to an angle? Kind of like, um, like imagine like you're watching the tail of an F-16 take off. And it just like goes straight up. Mm. So it, it does sort of like an L. Like a lazy uh, okay. L, but it shot up. And it was probably about a second or two seconds in time. And then you're talking about the, the, the entire, the whole entourage of lights. Yeah. So, well, when it started moving, I would say. Probably like a second from when it started moving to being out of sight. And then maybe a second before beforehand so yeah maybe two or three seconds total okay and also uh, let's get back here so when you saw the lights it is a road but these lights yeah. were not moving 
away from you, or were they moving in a in a trajectory that appeared as though they were may have been on a road? Like, were they moving? No. In, okay, were they just still? Yeah, they were. They were just still. Mm. And then they just shot up in the sky. It was. It was. Uh, it, it was. It was. I don't know what to say. I mean, it was unexplainable. At that moment, was like, uh, were you were you frightened at all, or were you like, holy Not shit, at all. no. I was like, I just saw a UFO. That was literally what I thought. I, I said, I just saw, I, I literally said to my wife, my wife was sleeping. And I said, holy shit, I just saw a UFO. I just saw a UFO. And of course she was just like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I did see Like, I, And I trying to explain to her. And she was just like, okay. And then like goes to sleep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was really surprising. Like it just sort of, like I didn't expect it. I didn't. But I immediately thought, like, that's a UFO because there's no there's no like spot for a plane or for a helicopter out there. Right. Um, Because it's I mean, I can't stress it's forest like it's there's a field, but like it's small and it's forest. And then it's too far away for a drone. And I imagine that was the speed too fast for a drone as well. It was fast. It was really fast. But I mean, like it. It was clearly a bigger object than a drone. And then also like any drone that it could be, I guess it was further away because like I seem to remember and and I could be wrong, but I seem to remember sort of like trees in between me and it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some like spindly trees um, out there that without leaves on them yet. So that that's how I'd be able to see it. It appeared to have like be a material object. That mm-hmm. had some some amount of weight to it, and that it was mm-hmm. essentially the laws of gravity did appear to be working on it, so it had to actually climb and build up force before it essentially gained momentum and flew away. Yeah, definitely. Like it, it had it accelerated up. It it wasn't like a snap up, and also it felt like it it felt like the the, the lights got 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 further away and kind of curled up. Okay, so that was my next question. So, and th- this constellation of lights, they moved as a one uniform thing? Yeah. Okay. My other question, too, was, so could it possibly have been the reflection of light from something in your room that as you were walking, it's just doing some weird magical uh, reflection thing off of your window? It's like, like something behind you that you're seeing at a weird angle, and as you get closer, it just appears to fly away no so like i thought of that that was one of the first things i thought was like oh i'm seeing a reflection from something behind me or something in our room and then so like i i said like to my wife this i just saw you ufo i just saw you ufo and you know she we had our little quick conversation and then i was like how do i disprove this um and so i went back to where i was and like it just wasn't there okay. just, and then i started looking for things in the room that it could possibly be and there just wasn't anything hmm we sleep with a very dark room. Like that's something that we've always done. Like we just keep the lights off. We have blackout shades and stuff like that in the middle of the winter. Like we keep our, our windows up because it's, it gets, it gets dark early and, and light late here um, because we're so far North. Right. So like windows were open. It could have been something. I mean, I won't exclude that as being a reflection from somewhere else that I'm not understanding. Right. But um, I just have never seen that before. And then also, like, I don't know how that explains it shooting up. And the fact that you immediately tried to duplicate it and it 
couldn't duplicate it in your own room. Like if it was generated from your own room and you couldn't duplicate it, like how else would that, yeah, how would you, couldn't, I don't know. I feel like you, like you could rule out probably internal reflections. Of, yeah, pretty um, quickly. Now, I wished you were the type of UFO investigator who would have uh, speedily <laughs> woke up the next morning and speedily ran across and looked for the site of the uh, of the landing, looking for some burn marks. I, I doubt you did that. Uh, you would be correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did not do that. That's, that's a shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't... I, I didn't even think of that until you just said it. So <laughs> it is shame on me. It is definitely for shame. On me. I think you still have time to actually go check the site out to see if there's any landing gear marks or burns. Uh, I might do that. <laughs> yeah, you won't, you liar. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I that did spark some curiosity, and I did look up. Some sightings in your area uh, okay. on the MUFON r- reports. Actually, this is the um, the National UFO Reporting Center. So I went uh-huh. to, to them to see what, what we got. And I came up with uh, three d- interesting ones. Um, so this one was uh, February 13th of 2022. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it, Spokane, Washington, though. The duration was five minutes. So he said he saw three small orbs from the southwest of my southerly third floor balcony. Visibility was high, overcast, and all three slowly moved up into the cloud layers. Slow moving and with no sound or jet noise, moved into the fair moved into the fairfield landing pattern. Angle was about 10 to 15 degrees from the horizon. Colors were not blinking and were solid glow or white orange. I don't know. Solid glow or white orange. Um I don't know that that could be a plane or something. Yeah. It did get into the so, light. So like mine was visibility was not good. So that was one of the problems with it was out of sight quickly because it was a it was a dark and stormy night. Um it was it was very rainy and like foggy and stuff. So it was able to get out of sight pretty quickly. So the next one I found was also on February 13th, uh 2022. It's also in Spokane. May Probably very well be the same. This is uh, two lights first appeared to be approaching landing pattern in tandem. Two lights first. Same guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see, distance hard to calculate, but appeared to be more than five miles over the south mountain area of Spokane or in the eastern areas of Cheyenne or mm. Cheney, Washington. Cheney. Um, it seems like the same. He's saying seeing the same thing. Slow moving lights. Really not yeah. what we got with your uh, with no. your sighting. There were Bellingham sightings, uh, but none of them were even remotely close to the time that you were actually seeing stuff. So I yeah. figured, well, whatever. And these were the only ones within the, the 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 window of time that you were seeing stuff, and they don't sound anything like what you saw. And they those sounded mostly like possibly planes, maybe drones. They, I mean, they were in a landing pattern. So that that I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't sound like what I saw. Yeah, ah, uh, but the Bellingham Herald, your your local newspaper, hometown newspaper. Yes, they said, "What are the chances?" So, gambling information website Great Lakes Stakes analyzed which areas have had the most reported UFO and ghost sightings across the U.S. and found Bellingham has had the sixth most reports of something spooky in the state of Washington, with 158 reports. 
the hmm. Evergreen State is as a whole had the fourth most reported supernatural sightings in the U.S. according to the study, which found 8,011 total reports have been made in Washington. It's a spooky state. I'll say that much. <laughs> I imagine. A very, yeah, very spooky state. When you get all those, uh, those, those deep woods, uh, yeah. you can't, you can't help but be scary or get can't help shit there. be a little scary. It is, it is a little scary. I'll be, I'll be honest. Like it's even just like walking through my backyard at night <laughs> is, is a little frightening. I think, oh no, you're not in Bigfoot. I mean, I guess technically all of that's Bigfoot country, but I think, uh, the actual Bigfoot country is, uh, Oregon, isn't it? Like that's like no, the, I mean the I think Cascades the Cascades in general are are Bigfoot country. So I mean we're in the I'm in the Cascades. Mm, you're just begging for a sighting. I, and I guess you got one. I, you got one. I mean you're one up on me. You and Tiwi both have like points on the board. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, like it was it it, it was it was weird seeing something that you just like can't explain. I mean, just I have no idea what it was. Uh, I want to think it was probably a car or something like that. And then there was some sort of weird reflection that I'm not understanding. But at the same time, it just makes no sense because it was wide. It was very wide. Um, so it was wider than most cars. I mean, I can't think that it was a car because it was just it was just bigger. Right. Truck semi. But no, what? I mean, it was it was it was if it was a truck or a semi, then it would. So, I mean, like, we wouldn't have semis on our road. I'll just say that straight out. Like, mm-hmm. they, it's not a road that a semi would fit on. Um, so, in that case, like, it was just, it was just a wide vehicle for, for where it was. So, I mean, our road is a very small single lane road to get out of this place. And if it was on that road at that time, it was, it was a big vehicle. Right. Still wouldn't explain none of that would explain uh why it's flying yeah. in the sky <laughs> yeah that then shot into the sky <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i mean you could probably get a good i mean car truck yeah okay you got you got you that's probably explain some of it but then the yeah. it flew into the sky part yeah that's tough that's tough to explain this of course uh comes on the heels of the fact that uh john greenwald jr of the black vault has been able to pry loose the full congressional uap report delivered to congress late last year we did a show on it the nine page nothing uh so well thanks to greenwald we are able to see 23 pages of mostly redacted paper um it is a start though yeah i am still a little flabbergasted by the fact that it's not hundreds of pages the I feel like the government, all the government agencies, they're they're verbose. You know, they yeah, they are not into brevity. Yeah, twenty three pages. I don't know. It it makes me feel like it's a start, but it also makes me feel like there's nothing there. <laughs> like if you only have twenty three pages of like one line of like this something happened and I didn't make any sense to me. Right. But who knows? I mean, well, now we can add a, a an, an additional page. We could, or yeah, yeah, because yes, yeah, that's what it is. It's like one incident per page, right? <laughs> Twenty, the twenty-fourth page is the Bellingham Lights incident, right? Greenwald was having a bit of luck because, on top of the UAP report, he announced that the Obama Presidential Library notified him that it has potentially tens of thousands of documents concerning past government programs studying extraterrestrial encounters. Greenwald said he filed a FOIA request for records, communications, photos, and videos concerning several government programs on unidentified flying objects or aerial phenomenon. 
Um, He also said on March 10th, the library responded saying it has approximately 3,440 pages. That's what I'm talking about. And 26,271 electronic files responses to his request. Um, Greenwald said jackpot. Wow. And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's the kind of the volume I'm expecting when you ask the government for anything. Um, And so, yeah, so that's why I feel like 23 pages isn't the whole it's there's not there's more than 23 pages it's it's not i I think they're still holding out because i feel like they they fucked with uh greenwald on his uh original request for the uap report i think i i think he he actually he didn't use a foyer request for that he had to go through something else some other law um the the mandatory declassification review program so i think i feel like they're 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 shifting the they're they're moving things around they're shifting things around so they don't have to reveal stuff. I mean, it, 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 the fact that like Project Sign and Project Blue Book have existed, and since and we've been doing this since the forties, there's more than there's there's gonna be more than twenty pages, right? Um, and also the last uh, week uh, or two weeks ago it was also uh, the anniversary, the twenty fifth anniversary of the Phoenix Lights incident. Oh yeah, and this year. This year is also the 75th anniversary of the Roswell crash. So hmm. I'm actually making a road trip there. Weather balloon. It probably was the Project Mogul weather balloon, but, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the the lore and the folklore, I guess, around that the whole thing and, and around ufology and the fact that it's 75th anniversary and they do have – I'm going for the festival, not just for, you know, randomly – um, but the the town of Roswell actually every year has the like UFO festival there, and I'm assuming they're they, I mean they're they're pretty I, I guess I don't know how many people turn out for these things <laughs> or what to expect, uh, right? Uh, but whatever I I you know what I'm I'm just uh, I just want to I want to just knock that off the 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 UFO pilgrimage sites list you know like right. all right I was yeah. I was there it was the 75th anniversary that's a good reason to go um, it is I am gonna drive there with my buddy. Suicide Joe from Suicide Joe's Tactical Seeds and uh, Preparedness. Oh, um, good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Have fun. So you'll be you'll be good. You'll be good. I mean, like he'll he'll have plenty of plenty of uh, beef jerky. Oh yeah. Um, maybe some MREs. Oh, I'm sure there's a car be full. We're also driving too. It's gonna be a road trip. Yeah. Twelve hours. Yeah. Twelve hours. Sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Actually. <laughs> Me too. Uh, cause you know, cause there's all those little stops on the way, you know, mystery abounds on the highway. So that's what we're going to find. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Good. With that, thousands of people go missing from national parks every year. Many, if not most, seem to vanish into thin air. A wild new theory claims to have solved the mystery and it has subsequently been wrecking the mental health of our vulnerable rookie generation. And no, it's not Bigfoot. It's something far, far more sinister. We'll reveal everything in our Audacity Chronicles segment at the end of the show. But first, we will be undressing the least sexy sex cult conspiracy to ever be uncovered, as well as revealing the sinister invasion plans behind the alien abduction phenomenon in our What in the Weird segment after the break. If you're like me, you have an abiding fascination with death and the myriad processes that cause it. 
Well, what if I told you that there was a place in America where you could quell the barrage of intrusive thoughts hammering you every day by acting out your fantasies on people who might actually deserve it? Yes, due to a legislative mishap, there is a precious 50 square mile zone of land between Idaho and Wyoming where murder is actually legal. You heard that right. A real place in America where murder is 100% legal. It's called the Zone of Death, and it is as beautiful as it sounds. And for a low price, we at Danger US are offering you the chance to visit our legally sanctioned killing fields right here in the greatest country on earth. We want to welcome you to the Yellowstone Free Fire War Zone. But you'll call it heaven on earth once you've taken the first ear for your necklace. Sign up now at our website, freefirewarzone.com, for a free brochure outlining all the great benefits that we have to offer here at Yellowstone Free Fire War Zone. Remember, that's freefirewarzone.com for your free brochure, and we'll see you downrange. From alien invasions to socially conservative sex cults, it's that time again when you ask yourself, what in the weird? Fractals. What, what in the weird? So let's start things off with this. Uh, Dr. David Jacobs, a professor of history at Temple University in Pennsylvania, specializing in ufology. And let me just pause there for a second, because I didn't know you could do any of that uh, at a, a, a university at the university level. So in a what lot of universities ways, yet? Temple University. Really? Yeah. So th- in a lot of ways, high fives to Dr. Jacobs. <laughs> because, Congratulations, <yeah>. Dr. Jacobs. <laughs> you, you're making it happen. Keeping uh, <laughs> the grift alive. <laughs> Fucking yes. Goodness. He's making money off of this. This is amazing. Uh, amazing. Good job. Good for you. So just, yeah, yeah. That aside, though, he said uh, he's interviewed several alleged alien abduction survivors. He claims aliens are preparing to take over Earth based on their alleged abductions of humans from the planet and subsequently utilizing mind control. According to many abductees interviewed by Dr. Jacobs, they recalled being told the same instruction about crowd control, quote unquote. Mm. He explained... When they get older, they will be required to stand on the corner of a street. There will be a large number of people running down the street, and your job is to say, just keep moving, everything will be okay. At that point, I knew it's integration into society prior to takeover. They can control us, and we can't control them. I don't know what's going to happen after that. I fear the worst. So, uh, so yeah, so after interviewing tons and tons of abduction people, he's hearing embedded subliminal messages that they've planted in their heads of the script, I guess it's the invasion script, of what they're saying. They're, they're going to do crowd control. So, or, or what do you think? How, how would you interpret that, uh, the, these instructions or these words coming out of these abduction people? Well, uh, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a professor of ufology. 
But I think um, we all are. I think we all are, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've wor- we've earned our doctorate in that field. Well played. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Sure, that sounds awesome. It could be. It could. It could be. I, do I believe that people get abducted by UFOs? That's the threshold that we have to get past first. <laughs> Um, in order for me to then have an accurate actual comment on this. But um, it would be really interesting if people are getting abducted. And if they are getting abducted, now that I think of it, like, why would they need to do crowd control? <laughs> uh, well, because I, I imagine it's like um, whatever they're, they're harvesting people, you know, and they don't want to bruise the, the apples. Sure. They don't want to bruise the melons. So okay. like you need to some of the melons to tell the other melons that are just j- bumping into all the shit cars and buildings. Hey, calm down. You know, your produce just fucking S- go into the basket. Yeah. So like these cats can do interstellar travel, but they, they can't do crowd control. All I'm saying is that like, take, take a look at what happened. What's happening in Russia. There's a lot to be said about like your overconfidence, you know? Like I'm sure there is an alien out there saying, "Hey, he's turned to his buddy, said, "We flew from fucking Alpha Centauri all the way to this place in like no mi- no time at all, and you're telling me we can't just go down there, scoop him up and fly back without any trouble?" And the one guy saying it, it, it looks easy. It looks real fucking easy. I know what you're saying, but trust me, it gets complex. Once you once you get down there, you know, like you have to have a plan, and this is a subtle plan. It's not fucking glamorous. No, there's no laser beams or shit like that. Yeah, I'm planting scripts in their head so that they do the invasion for us. You know, like it's 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 really subtle and it, it, in a way genius on the aliens' part. You know, that's that's the way to do it. Let us perform the invasion and then walk the other people into the grocery bag. And then they just fly back home, you know, DoorDash. Yeah. All right. I'm w- all right. I'm with you. There you go. See, that's I'm with how you I, on that. That's, yeah. I, it. <laughs> I, I also earned my doctorate at Temple University. <laughs> um, I would imagine. I mean, I hope. I can't say imagine. <laughs> I could imagine that Dr. James could have just made all this up. Uh, but, you know, but I would hope he actually has a log that people could go back and cross-reference, and actually find the patient, okay, you said this, and that that they are, there is this long correspondence of people saying the same shit about crowd control, or, or yeah. you know, go to the corner and direct people not to worry. Are, are lots and lots of people actually saying that? Because if that really was happening, uh, that would be actually really bizarre. You know, that would be... It would. Like, how would you it explain would. that? Um, I mean... yeah. I would like to see that log. Like I'm with you. Like I think that if that is what people who are saying they've been abducted are saying, that that is weird. That's I'll give you that. And that's, here's the thing. Uh a lot of ufology, the symbols, signs and shibboleths of the the folklore, um they're very well known. And you don't have to you can you can come in the side door and figure them mostly out. Figure them mm-hmm. out. A lot of them have already percolated into mainstream culture anyway, so you can just probably just know them without through osmosis. And my rough study of the abduction scenario, there there is a there are specific things that most of them say. Those are actually the ones that I discount because they are so scripted. You know, the reason why I think they're so scripted is because the earliest accounts said this is what I did, so other people just riff off of that. 
Now, I have never heard about this crowd control thing, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. is new to me, and I don't know, maybe in the abduction world, it's well known that this is a thing, and so, like, you, if you want to be convincing and be part of that, you know, get some attention, you sprinkle that into your own account. I would be interested to know how common this, this is in the, the greater abduction world, uh, that I call it a cult motif. H- how well known that is, like, if you're going to... If you're gonna, Try to pass off as a genuine article. I'm an abductee. You have to add the crowd control script that you received, um, along with being probed, along with being like taken up into a light. You know all the the, the other mm. you know point by point yeah. things. I've never heard it before. I mean, it's not like I'm getting abducted, but I've never heard it before. So, right. Strange. I, I I try to steep my, myself into a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I haven't heard it, but I'm also I know that abduction is its own thing you know like in all in ufology there are contactees they don't really exist anymore but and there are you know the alien hypothesis people and they're like looking up in the skies they're looking for like material craft but then there are just people who are really dialed into abduction you know and so Mm -hmm. you know it's a possibility that 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 culture has moved and developed in different ways that there aren't widely publicized but 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 if that's not the case and we really do all know the abduction story pretty much backward and forward. And this is a new thing layered on top of that subtly that no one's really been paying attention to. Then I think we got something weird. Yeah, very, very weird. Sticking with aliens, because they're fun, um, we have Jamie Lee McGuire, who recently told police that aliens have been relentlessly attacking him via telepathic communication. The unwanted intrusion in his life apparently reached a crescendo on the evening of March 20th. According to McGuire, he saw the aliens in a block storage building on the other side of his neighbor's property. Apparently, these particular aliens had been harassing McGuire over a long period, and he saw this moment as his opportunity his opportunity to even the score. <clears throat> so finally having eyes on the extraterrestrials that had torn his life asunder, mm-hmm. McGuire subsequently ran and got his shotgun and began shooting at the aliens, presumably in the hopes of putting an end to their mental harassment once and for all. Of course, all of these details were provided by the arresting officer who captured McGuire sometime after his rampage and recorded the details in the report. That's a, that's a fun story. I mean, I feel like also kind of a common story. Yeah. I mean, if it's in Florida, very common. I think I know what happened there. Yeah? Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, well, tell me. Um, drugs. Really, really. Some kind of drugs, just or mental illness, mm. or both. Maybe both, <laughs> but probably first one. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so, as you might have expected, McGuire admitted to smoking meth the day before the incident. There it is. He said that he smokes meth because it makes him feel better. Of course, of course. You know, that's always the reason to smoke meth. The first reason, the first and most important reason, is it makes you feel better. Um, but secondly, uh, it helps block the telepathic communication from aliens. Math is the worst. But at least it provides me stories like this. Yeah. It takes the hurt away for me. You know, this is what takes the hurt away. For him, it's meth. For me, it's the things people do on meth, okay? So it's it's, a, right. it's like a life cycle. Yeah, yeah. He's a giver. He's He gives. He did. He sacrificed for the group, you know? He, he, mm-hmm. What he did is he provided story, and story's the animating force of community. So thank you, uh, Jamie Lee McGuire, for providing us with your sacrifice of story. 
moving on. Uh, in the early 1960s, cybernetics was the umbrella term for the development of a human-machine interface. It was thought that if we could construct a mathematical framework or biomechanical language system for all biological interactions, we could easily transpose it on machines. Some clever, or you could say lazy, researchers in the U.S. and Soviet Union believed it might be possible to cut out all that hard work of a language entirely and set up direct communication between humans and machines via telepathy instead. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's always telepathy is the answer. Uh, Yeah. so in one experiment uh, that was recorded in the, the CIA documents, it was an anecdote uh, between a general uh, from the USSR. He was saying that the USSR were able to record the central nervous system signals of a man playing piano and then broadcast those messages back into the arms of another person who had never played piano before. That person would then be able to play difficult music, but also, also would retain some of his skills as permanent learning. So there you go. So they, they apparently had figured out a, a, a way of creating, it doesn't, I don't know if it's, you call that telepathy though. I mean, that's, yeah, the, it's, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's very, I don't know if we call it telepathy. I don't know what you'd call that. Cybernetics. Yeah. Cybernetics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's very strange. I need to ha- be taught how to speak Spanish. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, can I, where can I volunteer? <laughs> you could easily monetize this, um, and there's still, you know, uh, you still have what is it? Uh, what's what's Elon Musk's thing? The Cyberlink? Oh, fuck off! Yeah, he's not. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, this is the, uh, and that's the other thing too. Like, I feel like they're doing their thing, but I feel like other people are far, much farther along on their their development. Like the people that can actually, they have like these fully prosthetic articulating hands and they can even feel cold and uh water right. and it's like yeah. what are you doing over there elon i mean i know elon doesn't really know shit about that stuff he just yeah, bought he a company anything um yeah. so he's a rich kid yeah now let's get to the real meat of this uh this weird past week madison cawthorn is having a <sighs> real eyes wide shut moment but instead of applying fight club rules to the situation he's decided to spill the tea on an episode of Warrior Poet Society posted on March 24th, Cawthorn was asked to comment on the realism of the Netflix show House of Cards. This is what he came up with. The sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, it, being kind of a young guy in Washington, remember the average age is probably 60 or 70. And I look at all these people, a lot of them that I, you know, I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, guys that, you know... It, then all of a sudden you get invited to, like, well, hey, we're going to have kind of a, a, a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. And I'm like, what, what, what did you just ask me to come to? Yeah. Uh, and then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy. Yeah. Uh, or, or the fact that, you know, there's some of the people that are leading on the movement to try and remove, you know, addiction in our country. And then you watch them do, you know, a key bump of cocaine right in front of you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was meant by a pretty big backlash from the establishment wags, and he was forced into a one-on-one with budding Sith Lord Kevin McCarthy. After their meeting, McCarthy said, In the interview, he claims he watched people do cocaine. Now then, uh, when he comes to tell me, he says no. He thinks he saw maybe a staffer in a parking garage from a 100 yards away and tells me that he doesn't even know what cocaine is. But then... Uh, we have uh, Roger Stone to the rescue. 
Of course. <laughs> um, and this is the interesting thing. So, like, so yeah, you have the McCarthy's coming out saying, like, trying to wave everybody off. No, no, there's no, nothing. No, there's no fire here. Uh, but he's betrayed. He's betrayed. The code of Omerta is broken. And Roger Stone is out there saying, All we have is McCarthy's version of the conversation. And nothing Kevin McCarthy says can be believed. Why would we believe him? I mean, let Cawthorn speak for himself, not Kevin McCarthy or Steve Scalise. As someone who lived in Washington, D.C. for 41 years, who was once part of the Washington elite system, everything Madison Cawthorn says is absolutely true. Prior to the reaffirmation of my belief in Jesus Christ, I saw these things up close. I'm a different person than I was when I lived in Washington, but I know firsthand that what Cawthorn says is true. It's true. I hate that <laughs> motherfucker, man. As you should. I mean, as you should. Because obviously, uh, I mean, he fucking, he'll stab anybody in the back. He will. He's such a dumbass. Yeah, he is. He is. But he was seconded on this, though. So, like, so you would think, okay, okay, that's, it's, it's a kind of a ping pong ball. Cawthorn pitches it out there. Uh, McCarthy just paddles it back. Then all of a sudden, it's a doubles game, and Stone comes in and smacks it back in McCarthy and yep. the, the establishment GOP. Um, and instead of an establishment figure coming out there and paddling it back, you have some uh, washed-up political reactionary who uh, was once a young hot thing that never became anything, uh, Lauren Witzke, the far-right former Republican Senate nominee for Delaware, claimed on the Stu Peters show, which is a virulent, fucking terrible uh, podcast, uh, that Representative Madison Cawthorn, quote-unquote, exposed the GOP as child traffickers and with his recent assertion that Republican members of Congress engaged in drug-fueled orgies. She further went on to say... Listen, everybody heard yesterday about the Madison Cawthorn interview where he uh, exposed uh, the orgies and the drug abuse that's going on in D.C. Now listen, like the beast system is here, but we didn't know that the U.S. government was a part of it. We knew that, you know, with the vaccine mandates and every all the degeneracy that's being pushed in legislation uh, was really indicative of it, but hearing it firsthand from a congressman uh, was really uh, important for us to know. Now listen, the B system is here. What's this person's name? Uh, Lauren Witzke. What's the B system? The beast. Beast, as in... Uh, beast. Beast, yeah. Uh, as in, yeah, yeah, the great beast. Satan. Which I think, uh, the reason why I thought that, that's the preamble. She actually has something else to say after that, but that, that preamble, I think, is very important because... Um, She's now like retraining the guns on to the Republicans. Um, she goes on later to talk about the church and how there's also the B system is alive in the the Christian church, um, and that she's making a call to like purge these people, purge them. So she's she's one hundred percent down with what Cosmer is saying, and she continues to go. She she adds on to this by saying this. Well, as somebody in the right wing movement, I've seen it at uh, conservative events. Um, I've seen the, you know, this, the 
sexual degeneracy that kind of goes on. It's kind of like, hey, come to my hotel room. It's not conservative at all. Or, you know, they're doing drugs in their hotel rooms. Like, we certainly have a cancer here at home within our own party that needs to be rooted out uh, before because we can't take on the Democrats when our own party is a mess, when our own foundation is a mess, um, when we're not standing on Christian principles as well. And, you know, it is a problem within the the right. Um, you know, our side, you know, we do have things that we need to weed out as well. So that's interesting. Uh, I, I feel like Q is now coming for uh, their former patrons. <laughs> what interesting. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's wow. That's bananas. And here's the thing. I do wonder, like, these are the people who the GOP thought they could bottle up and control and kind of like shove them to use a Starcraft analogy, the, the little Zerg army, a Zerg swarm at any kind of culture war and they would just destroy it. And the only people left standing would be these GOP stalwarts, these, you know, uh, establishment guys, you know, being able to say, oh, even like, uh, you know, DeSantis, what DeSantis is doing in Florida, you know, he's he's letting all the Zerg go in there and fucking win his culture war. And then he's just walking up, stepping on the, the drag dead dragon's neck and planting his flag and say, I've defeated it um, by passing some don't say gay bill. It's about, you know, he assumes he understands these people. He assumes that they mm-hmm. they all assume that they can control them. And now it's like Cawthorn, I feel like, just ripped a Band-Aid off. Or he made, he created a, a, a certain permission. It's like, okay, well, we can talk about some of these guys, too. Because we've all been feeling like maybe they're not 100% going to be as racist as us. They're not 100% going to be as reliably... Um, just reactionary. So maybe we should start like, you know, reminding them that they don't, they don't control us, that we can come after them too. That's what I feel like is building here. It's a, it's a, an insurgency within the, the, the GOP and the base. Yeah. It, it's, oh boy, it's bananas. I hope that there is, but you know, yeah, that's great. That's uh that's good stuff. I, I really like this person too, by the way, this uh, Lauren Witzke. Yeah, why? <laughs> she, I don't know. You know, just seems like a <laughs> she likes to make bad decisions. So. <laughs> I hopefully she'll we'll hear more from her. She'll just keep, keep coming. Yeah, out. definitely. Um, on the opposite side though, too, is that is the reaction of the GOP is uh, of the Kevin McCarthy's, and then uh, I think uh, as we're putting this together, it's still uh, bubbling over there on Fox News. Uh, Trey Gowdy was essentially challenging Cawthorn to put up and shut up. He's basically saying, uh, name names. If you if you if this is real and you really saw people people invited you to, to to orgies and conservative stalwarts were taking key bumps of cocaine, uh, you need to tell me, you need to say publicly who those people were. And um <laughs> Madison needs to be like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It you. was you. It was you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he could. He's really honestly giving Cawthorn all the power. Um, yeah, absolutely. he really is. <laughs> um, but it, it's interesting the reaction though, because why isn't this just something they just say uh, like laugh off, like oh Cawthorn, you idiot, whatever, and then just yeah, like forget yeah. about it. Instead, it's this real reaction to like how dare you. Right, and that's the thing. The my the conser- the 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 conspiratorialist mind here is thinking. Well, maybe he did hit on something, you know. Like maybe he did get a little too close to the truth because 
Yes. The reaction is a little overwrought. It's what uh, Shakespeare says. I doth think you protest too much. They they seem to be protesting way too much to be believably like pure in this issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it, it, I saw like I saw this sort of like ancillary. I wasn't really paying attention to it, but because, you know, Madison Cawthorn is an idiot. Um, reliably. Yes. Reliably stupid. And he also says stupid shit. Like he routinely says stupid things like this. For example, like when he said he was armed on the House floor <laughs> on January 6th. And it's like, really? You were armed. The question is, yeah. Was he honest though? Like he can say stupid right. shit and he can say stupid shit and do stupid shit, but is he lying when he does it? You know, like is he is he know. lying when he says like I was armed? That's the problem. That's right. the problem with him is you just don't know. Right. And so I just sort of don't listen to him. But maybe he's not lying though. That's the thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe. that would be, ban- <laughs> be bananas if he wasn't. It would be really uh it would be really hilarious if he wasn't lying about this. But then that would largely mean he he probably wasn't lying about being armed on the house floor on January 6th, which is a disturbing thought in my mind. I 100% think he was armed on January 6th. Um, you do? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm sure that prior to that point, like, you know, no one was getting fucking, uh, frisked, you know, as they go through, he's a Congressman. They probably just had a very relaxed, like, okay, sure. Go through. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure shit like that was happening. I'm sure. But that- like, I feel like if he was armed, that would be a, this is a conversation for another time, but I feel like that would be a purposeful thing. Like he was armed for a reason. Uh, I don't necessarily see it like that. I actually see him being the kind of Jack, the, the kind of guy who his identity, um, is that persona of like, I just carry my gun everywhere. Um, yeah. Unthinking, just like not, maybe not even knowing like his, that he's breaking like laws. Wallet. Yeah, like it's just it's just something part of his identity, and of course he's gonna say, yeah, like he's gonna be quote unquote sticking up for his rights. Um, so he's yeah he's gonna push it, push it, take his gun wherever wherever he wants because it's it's his right. And no, I don't think that he would have counseled anyone or decided to look up the laws on whether or not he's allowed to do any of these things. Um, I just think that he's just that kind of stubborn kind of guy who just you know it's freedom, it's individualism, it's whatever, it's the Republican identity. Um, to just do stupid shit like that. And that's why he would innocently brag about it because. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because like, like one, he probably didn't understand the severity of the problem. He's just bl- bragging because he always, that's what he does. He's a young guy that just fucking, he loves to, you know, wag his dick around and then doesn't realize, oh wait, do you know what you're saying? Not at all. Not at all. I just say stuff. I see, I see stuff and I say stuff. So. I get that, and I don't necessarily disagree. I just think that he was, I think that there were a hand, and this is just my own speculation. I think there were a handful of Congress people in, involved in this who were, who knew what was going to happen and who were, who were like almost like working on the inside. Right. And I think he was probably one of them. This is pure speculation. This is just my opinion. I have nothing to back that up, but I can see that. So him being armed to me is a, is something that's disturbing. Uh, and I mean, I think it's still, yeah, if they could all be part of the same thing about like, yeah. uh, one, Hey, Hey Madison, you want to be part of something cool? Oh yeah. 
bring your gun in tomorrow, it's something that's going to go down. Oh, I bring my gun in every day. Oh, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, oh, yeah, no one can tell me what yeah. to do. Um, this is America. <laughs> right. But, and so, yeah, uh, kind of circling back, though, about, uh, you know, seeing, thi- seeing things and saying things. Uh, I think Cawthorn, this is the this is a part of the clip that usually doesn't get uh, added, but he also admitted to saying this. So this is his, his insight into Washington. And then there's also kind of the whole espionage aspect of what goes on in Washington of, you know, so many people trade in secrets and there, there's a currency to secrets. So, yeah. I think he he essentially stole somebody's money. <laughs> you know, like he, he stole someone's <laughs> secrets and he started blabbing those secrets and those secrets are valuable. Um, and so now he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Well, like, you know, Jamie Raskin, I'm just reading, I just saw that Jamie Raskin, you know, in their debate on legalizing marijuana, um, he said something kind of funny and he said, uh, I concede that our party is not for the kind of cocaine-fueled orgies that a freshman Republican representative bragged about this week, but we do understand that their marijuana prohibition laws don't work for our people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he said that on the House floor. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamie Raskin, swing, swinging for the fences. My favorite representative. So. All right. All right. Um, and with that, thousands of people have disappeared while visiting the national parks. Some are surely just eaten by wolves, bears, or Bigfoots. But some may be victims of a different kind of lurking evil. We'll reveal the details of this rising darkness in our Audacity Chronicle segment after the break. And now for your weekly KTLU Community Bulletin. Local business owner and church leader Anton Lucifuge is on fire. After the success of his first two pizzerias, the self-proclaimed Antichrist and unfather of the First Church of the Final Creation will be opening his third location near the corner of Nevada State Road 160 and Matthew Lane, right next to the Taco Bell. Lucifuge says he hopes to open two more locations in town by 2023 as a fulfillment of what he describes as his secret business development plan. Geologists believe they've discovered a 15-mile-wide void below the city. The U.S. Geological Survey will be discussing their findings at the Pahrump Civic Center next weekend. Errol Watt Townsend will be in studio to give his insight on the discovery and draw upon his research on the lost city of the Silurians. Sheriff Worley is reporting an uptick of kids on bikes riding across the community posing as amateur private investigators. Residents are warned to be wary that this might be a social media prank or worse, a scam targeting the elderly. Worley warns that these juveniles are unlicensed and should not be hired for any kind of cosmic battle, occult research, or other investigative work. And that's been this week's Community Bulletin, brought to you by this station and Von Daniken Funeral Homes. Live life to the fullest. We'll take care of the rest in peace. Only on KTLU Perump. In this segment, we like to discuss novel beliefs or nutty ideas that are observed emerging into the mainstream consciousness and how it could affect the future of humanity. 
This week, we have a new thread in the developing narrative of The Missing. That is the broad idea that tries to explain the insanely high numbers of people who go missing every year. So, this is one take on that. What's a thought that freaks you out the more you think about it? Feral people. There are feral people living in our national parks. In 2021, there are feral people that are cannibals living in our national parks. Since I have learned this, I have not stopped thinking about it. I love to go outside. I love to go hiking. I will probably never go to a national park for the rest of my life because I am absolutely terrified of being eaten by a feral person. I've gone down so many rabbit holes on this and I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I love this idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, of course, a some uh, Gen Z millennial, I don't know, uh, on TikTok, lamenting some new knowledge she's gained by by staring too deeply into the void. And now, now she's essentially permanently banned herself from national parks for fear of the feral people. Now, I love this because... I feel like David Politis has really kind of cornered the market on yep. missing national park folk. But one of the things that he doesn't do is really, really try to answer the question of like, why are they gone? Right. He just likes to provide you with the story. They're gone. Never seen again. This is why it's weird because they had like a GPS tracker, this, that, that, and that's so their clothes were never found. You know, like they just vanished. And yeah. And then, then, and then he steps away, shrugs and say, what do you think? And so, uh, you know, you're you're allowed to apply any ideas. Most people settle with Bigfoot, but I had never heard the, of the feral people hypothesis, which I do love. Yeah, that's I've never heard of it either. Um, and I, boy, oh boy, that's good stuff. Uh, it reminds me of that. Have you played that game, The Forest? No, no, because you don't play video games anymore. <laughs> uh, it's it. It reminds me of that game, like uh, The Forest, which is about cannibal people. Ah. And it's in in a forest, and it's fantastic. Um, this is a this is a good theory. I'm I'm gonna be on this rabbit hole for a while. I think you should. Uh, I will say for whatever reason, uh, cannibals uh, like backwood cannibals are kind of like my spirit animal, my favorite like favorite monster. Um, I'm, uh-huh. gonna, I'm gonna call them monster uh, one because you know they're more likely they're, they're they're more likely to be real than anything else on the spectrum. They're in that. That side of the the spectrum that's like, oh yeah, these are flesh and blood people, and yeah, people are fucking scary to begin yeah. with. Um, and then let's throw cannibals in there. There's actually layers to this too, because the theory also goes into detail saying that uh, the feral people are part of a uh, that they are essentially they were the, the national parks were sent were created specifically to cage the feral people in because essentially the U.S. or the government had lost some kind of war or an ability to control them or to settle them or to abolish them. So they said their settlement was essentially, we'll create national parks and (laughs) we'll just mark these out and make sure no one lives there. Sure, they can visit. And if they visit, well, that's just going to keep the feral people happy. It's kind of like a a play on the um, Edwards Air Force Base alien treaty with Eisenhower. Eisenhower shakes their hand, says, yes, you can abduct our people. For technology, there's a trade-off there. You know, there's a trade back in there. It's a grisly trade-off. Um, so yeah, so the feral people exist there as uh, they're like re- reservations for feral people. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's not just that. Yeah, the, that they're just living out their backwoods because you know it's the Appalachia. 
No, these are like some kind of like the mutated people, like sub people or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, which I think oh, it adds so good. adds a little layer of interest to it. And I thought, wow, this is and that that, that also it's gaining steam is also makes me happy too. Is that people are really yeah. this could be the new this could be the twenty twenty two's flat Earth, you know? And I I, I oh yeah absolutely. This. But yeah, that's why it's it's better. It's better than the flat Earth because it's like. Flat Earth is provable. Get in a plane. Just get in a plane and fly in it. Right. <laughs> solved. Mystery solved. This is not, uh, this is far more uh, nuanced. I like that. Yeah. And with that, so I, hopefully everyone has uh, learned something new about today. They, a new belief has been born and we've shared it with you. So let that, let that terror seep in like the TikToker did. And maybe you'll either want to go into the national parks or you'll never want to go in them. Uh, you know, it's, that's yeah. the gift that we give. And with that, here's our closing word. Imagine this, that there really is no God and that we are just sinking into a social abyss which has no end. And that is the true hell. Thank you, Art Bell, for that uplifting message. <laughs> All right. Thanks for playing that for me. Far Off Topic is produced by myself, Jax, and Tiwi. Not this week. Oh, yeah, except for t- except for this week. And it's edited to the sounds of choking regret by your host. You can contact us on Facebook at Far Off Topic Show and Far Off Topic on Instagram, Twitter, and all the other socials. You can reach me via Twitter at Fiasco Jones and Tiwi at Tiwi Said Stuff. Jax at Captain Jax 458 Clips, uh, clips from new sh- episodes may one day be posted to our YouTube account. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe. There's no, there's no guarantees for anything anymore. No, it's a fucking comet coming. Exactly, we're all doomed, as you heard Art, Art Bell say. So, but if you'd like to support the show, tell someone that you were pig butchered by a feral person at Yosemite, and let us know how that went. Most of all, thank you for listening, and until you hear from us again. So mode it be. So mode it be. (laughs) 